How's everyone doing? Coder Dan here. I'm gonna get this baby kicked off here in just a moment. Good morning, good morning. Feel free to uh, raise your hand, come on up. We're gonna be hanging out in the weekly Hangout channel. Uh, like always, we have a lot of channels here. We got the Rarity Farming, we got the Gachiverse, but for this, we'll be hanging out in weekly Hangout. Right, Anthony Zombie Shepherd says the stream is live. Very cool. Thanks for that uh, weekly recording. Super helpful. I've seen a lot of people say that they love uh, listening to this hangout uh, after it happens because for a lot of people it's pretty early. So great. Uh, thank you for doing that service to the DAO, sir. Yeah, well, no, problem. Lot to... <laughs> no problem. No yeah. problem. Thank you. Yeah. Got uh, so much happening. Someone was uh, asking me, I think it was yesterday, yeah, like, hey, Coder Dan, uh, I received my ghost, but how come uh, how come you haven't made an announcement yet? I was like, my answer was because there's just so many announcements going off. Like, every couple every couple hours, boom, we're like, we're pinging the entire Discord. I feel like it's uh, there's so much happening. So I wanted to give it a... a a little bit of breathing room between all the announcements. But uh, actually, just in a few minutes, guys, uh, Gravy will probably be on, and we're going to get ready to launch day three of the Gachi giveaway. So definitely, oh, there he is. Hey, Gravy. Uh, definitely have your Twitter What's open. Up? Hey, good morning. Yeah, everybody should have their notifications on by now, right? You don't even <laughs> have to have your Twitter open. Yeah, just get, sure. your, get get a text message, see if you oh. won. Um, yeah, the uh, gotcha giveaways are, are super fun. Yeah, they're going pretty well so far. Yeah, lots of I was, action. Uh, lots of action. Lots of uh, lots of gotchis in the replies too. Typically with these things, you know, it's really easy to just get a bunch of airdrop seekers, but if you actually scroll through. Uh, the, the, like there were all the replies. There's a lot of gachi avatars in there. Yeah, maybe everyone on Twitter is turning to gachi avatars. Maybe that's the the key here. That's happening. No, that's it, it actually seems a lot more genuine and a lot more organic than like a lot of other giveaways out there. Like you just mentioned, like the airdrop seekers. It doesn't seem like they're spamming our stuff, and it seems like there's a ton of like genuine entries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you got to put a little bit of work in, even if it's just a minimum amount of uh, four four cash tags. Yeah, I was actually talking to someone yesterday, and they're like, "What are the cash tags?" I'm like, "Surely, friend, if you do a little bit of research, you'll find them." <laughs> and eventually, he's just like, "Oh, they're in the comments." I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. It's like when we did that coin gecko one, everyone was like, What's the what is the secret code? What is the secret code? Yeah, what is the secret code? Oh my god. Okay. So, but it is so, what it is, you know. You'll get people I see occasionally I'll see people asking about that in the in the one of our groups. Oh wait, that. they're still asking for the secret code? 
or they're like, at. like well it's more, more more about the coin gecko hat but oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> same vibe i tell you it's the uh, coin gecko giveaways yeah that's true So yeah, so much happening this week. We just, we're just uh, about 48 hours away from the launch of Gachi Lending, guys. It's going to be a game changer, absolute game changer. We might not see it in the first you know, three days, uh, even in the first week, but that, that's gonna, it's going to be a game changer for Gachi Gang because there's just so many cool ways to use it. Uh, like Obviously, there's the, the lending out to, to anyone. Uh, permissionlessly, but uh, one of my favorite ways is you if you have like a hardware wallet and you don't really want to play Avogachi with your hardware wallet and have to connect to it every time, what you can do, there's a cool hack you can do. I'll be making a, a tweet about it uh, a little bit later, but you can create a Gachi lending listing to yourself, basically your, your MetaMask wallet, and then you can uh, execute the listing with your MetaMask wallet, your, your hot wallet, your gachi will get transferred over to that hot wallet, and then you can play the game uh, owning that gachi. But there's no risk of uh, you know your you lose your private keys or whatever. That your gachi is safe. So you know I've seen a lot of uh, like parents playing with their kids. I think this is a great way if you're worried if you want your kid to play with your your avagachi in the gachi verse, but you don't want them to uh, like accidentally. <laughs> transfer all of its assets away like i was with like i did when i was like eight years old i gave the password uh to my account to a scammer in uh in one of the mmorpgs i played so uh even if your your kid it was actually like sorry dad i accidentally gave away your private key <laughs> that would be horrible but with this method uh it wouldn't even matter because the gachi can't be transferred out from the wallet so once that once that uh rental uh lending period is over you just in uh, the renting in the lending period, and the gachi will go back to your hard wallet. So definitely, if uh, if you have uh, like kids that are going to be playing it, uh, definitely would could think about uh, doing doing kind of that kind of maneuver. Really, really helpful. And <laughs> win seed phrase, daddy. Yeah, it's really cool to see some comments on, or I should say, tweets out there that uh, their kid, that kids are playing Avogadro. I know my nephew; um, he's already inquired about getting an Avogadro. I told him, you know, sorry, son, you're gonna have to get a job to get one of those. But um, they're definitely, you know, to be able to whitelist them now, uh, be able to rent them out as of the 28th. And not only that, but like it gives guilds like a few days in advance to figure it out and and figure out how to get all their members whitelisted and all that good stuff. Um, so super excited for Monday and definitely just even figure out how it works on the front end. Yeah. Yeah, we are, uh, it'll be a little bit, if you guys were here for the launch of the bazaar, uh, you'll remember the bazaar was a little, uh, a little scarce at the beginning in terms of features because we didn't have the, uh, subgraph working properly for it yet. And it's going to be the same way with uh, with Gachi Lending. When we first launch it, it, it will not have the subgraph on Polygon Mainnet yet. 
Uh, so it's it is it's going to be pretty bare bones in terms of uh, what you can search for and, and filters and stuff. Uh, but it will show like the top uh, a couple hundred listings, I think. Uh, but that subgraph, we will have we'll have a much quicker turnaround on that for for Gachi lending. We're already working on it. It just it takes so long to sync these subgraphs now. Like it takes three to four days to sync the Polygon, uh, our core Matic subgraph. And so uh, if anything goes wrong in that, in that three to four days, it'll be right at the end and it'll, it would crash the, uh, the pending subgraph. <laughs> then we'd have to start it over again. Uh, but we will definitely have that subgraph up uh, as, soon as, as soon as we can, because that, that will add a lot of functionality uh, to the lending. But it, it'll definitely be usable. It just won't be as fully featured as, as we would like. But, uh, you know, that's, that's how these things go. Yeah, tons of stuff. I, I I always look at the week and and I realize that a slow week is still a pretty hefty week when it comes to shipping and and announcing stuff and all that good, all that good stuff that we got going on with uh you know, the Le Golden Altar hit off pretty well this week. Um, we had Jesse and I did that live stream on YouTube. If anybody hasn't seen that yet, go go over to our YouTube channel and check it out. Gives you a pretty good breakdown of what uh, the Le Golden Altar is all about. And the alpha launch with the play drop, which we coined um, officially on mm -hmm. uh, late Friday night, I tweeted it out to make sure that it's solidified in history. <laughs> the first tweet on Twitter with play drop. Yep. That's a cool word. It's fun. So, it's yeah. so real. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's the realest. Uh, I mean, everything, the way I look at it is like, yeah, it's going to take a little bit more effort to get your, you know, your rewards, but it's like it's literally the essence of play to earn and it's no longer just getting something for existing. Like it's phenomenal that like that like I'll just use the ENS airdrop for an example. You bought an ETH domain and then one day you had 15 grand in your wallet. That's for that's freaking cool, don't get me wrong, but like that's just for existing. Like we're we're doing something that like you have to actually go into the Gachiverse, run around, participate. Yeah. Actually, definition of play to earn, um, and it's pretty cool to see that uh, the the reactions and and the welcoming um, of that concept in our community. Yeah, with uh, with ENS and all these other airdrops, you're airdropping, you're getting airdropped responsibility. As they always mm -hmm. say, yeah. I sold my yeah. ENS pretty pretty high, I, like seventy bucks. I was able to get. Ooh, that's nice. And then it went, then it's crashed down to what, like twelve dollars. Yeah. Like if you don't put any work into it, you don't appreciate it. And there's nothing to spend it on either. There's nothing to really <laughs> use it for. <laughs> with uh, with the Alchemica, like we got these these altars. The first use case for the Alchemica is going to be getting this uh sweet golden altar which i think who it'll it's hard to say how many uh players will opt for the golden altar but i would say you know it'll, i think it'll be a good a good percentage of players that'll be opting to to get that golden altar rather than holding their alchemica and waiting for uh the april release yeah well let's but, put it this know, way let's, let's put it this way like 
it seems like everybody can get a golden altar right now because we're so early. But I mean, this game has a thirty-year like outlook. Imagine what a golden altar look is going to look like in like five years, let alone six months from now. Like it's yeah. something I don't think people, in my opinion, people shouldn't hold out on because you got this one chance to have a a literal golden altar. Yeah. And there will be other limited edition NFTs, I'm sure, in the future. There's going to be tiles as well that we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the tiles, guys. But we, we showed the corner of the tile, but uh, that is separate. And the, this golden altar, there will never be like another minting of this golden altar. There may be other skins of other installations, or you know, there's going to be new installations. But this golden altar will be a, definitely a it's a once a once in a lifetime thing. <laughs> Pinsky says best is to sell Alchemica for cheap. <laughs> That's it exactly. So hands it. yeah, just a uh, great, great, um, <laughs> a great idea right there. Great concept. Um, so, uh, Coder Dan, what is what is the um, time frames in which the Alchemica is dropping? I see Mike J is asking a good question, and I'm sure there's others that have that as well. Yeah. Actually, uh, we just got uh, Pete Fava Beans joining us. Uh, he's one of the lead developers in uh, helping us scale the Gachiverse. Uh, I know he's he's been doing a lot of work with Kubernetes, with the auto scaling, making sure that uh, that we don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning to uh, add a server or do something like that. So, uh, Pete, do you know the answer to that? Is as far as uh, I think I know the answer, but maybe maybe you know better. How often is the Alchemica going to be dropping? Do you know? The drop uh, right now it's configured to drop. I I think once we're you guys can hear me okay. I assume. Yeah. I just my internet just went out a second ago. Of course. Um, I think once the game is is running, it'll drop every sixty seconds, and it's based on uh, how many are being picked up. Uh, I think right now on the the demo that's running now um, on the prod demo uh it's at every thirty seconds, at least it's supposed to be, um, and then the drops are based on how much is on the map. If no one's picking it up, you won't see as many drops. Oh, so yeah, there's a threshold, right? If it goes under that threshold, then yes. it hits the next one. That's that's true, yeah. And there's yeah uh, every day it's about I think we're we've set it to five hundred thousand fud, and then the equivalent amount of the other tokens those will be given out over thirty days. Yep. Well, and I, I know I'll be doing my part because I already put in my sick leave. So <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be running around. <laughs> Whole realm team's just gonna be like, oh god, oh man, I'm, feeling I'm not feeling good. <laughs> Actually, no joke. Up. I'm yeah. I'm leaving my day job April first. It just happens to like be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're gonna cause an unemployment spike in in the the, the world, like work. Uh, Anti work, economy. right? But, but we're providing yeah. employment in the gotcha. It couldn't yeah. so. have worked out better. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to get that on a White House report one day. How many jobs we've provided. <laughs> I'm going to add Avogachi to my LinkedIn now. Yeah. I do I do share Avogachi. 
it is kind of funny. I do share I do share our Avogadro stuff on LinkedIn, and and sometimes I think back to like all my other corporate jobs. I'm just like, I wonder what they think of me now. <laughs> Sharing these gachi like literal Avogadros and um, graphics and whatnot, and it's like, I wonder what Sherry thinks. Like, <laughs> they're jealous, man. And that's sure. all I could think. I know they're. I love sharing our stuff. I'm like, look at this. Oh, I love it. I just think it'd <laughs> yeah, be yeah. funny to hear what they have to say. Like, right? Because right, I remember right. one time um, on my last job, um, I actually I had to after I was done with them, I still had to like do a two weeks with them to do like a freelance project that I told them I would help them finish up with. And that was right around the last time Bitcoin crashed. <laughs> um, and they were like, oh, not the last time I should say one of the times, but, um, and Sherry, Sherry, I always use Sherry cause she's the one that always like asked me to go to like happy hours and wants to talk about shit while I'm trying to work at the corporate office. Um, but Sherry's like, are you okay? Are you doing okay? I heard oh, Bitcoin like, I'm like, no, I'm doing great. I'm doing real good right now. I'd rather it not do that, but, you know, it's all good. <laughs> I'm buying I'm more. Are you kidding? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, she thought I, she was like, wow, you just, you know, you just left this job and Bitcoin <laughs> just, just crashed. Are future. you okay? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, good thing I was in well before that, so um, we don't have to worry about this. And by the way, this is like the hundredth time. You should now. You need to call her and be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. <laughs> Gas is like eight bucks a, a gallon now. Are you are you doing okay? I literally just talked to my insurance company about driving, and I got my my insurance got lowered because I I don't drive. And so, like, um, I think I think I've been doing three thousand miles a, a year, which is phenomenally low. What you just what do you do you bike or you just you're well in yeah yeah like everything that we have is like in my little area um yeah. but if we do go driving now that i got a kid um i we go in my my wife's vehicle because it's it's a suv and it's bigger and and i have a german shepherd too so to try to get everybody from one place to another and like luggage and stuff like that it doesn't fit my car so we mainly just use one vehicle, and then my car sits in the garage like a shiny, nice object that I shouldn't really own, but I do own. If only you could rent it out and someone could drive it for you. I know. <laughs> How do we get that to work? <laughs> and, pick up, and pick up Alpha with it. No, Tamagotchi, I got a four-seater car, but like I just... I can't fit everything and like luggage into my vehicle. I live away from family. But the good thing is, I don't know if it's a good thing, but all like cars rose in value for once in my lifetime. So that's cool. I've forgotten how to drive at this point. Like I literally. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in China for like so long. Uh, you'd they, be a liability. Have, uh, I, mean, they, I would be a liability. Yeah, I mean, I like it's been a long time since I've driven, like twelve years probably, because they Holy driving. Because uh, like yeah, they have DD and and they used to have Uber, but now it's DD here, and like and if you're in the city, I used to just get the bus everywhere, but now the DD's Uber Uber is so cheap. Like, why would I don't even can't even fathom like driving a car in the city just get a dd get an uber and then if you want to go between cities 
just like get a there's a guy who will like do he'll just drive for like four hours and get you where you want to go or you get a train yeah it's so much cheaper if you think about it just like insurance itself probably get yeah anywhere you want to go i mean unless you're like going multiple places every single day you probably mm spend -hmm. the same amount on just getting from point a to point b when you need to go places as you would in insurance around here Yeah, and in uh, in China, like it, they have traffic cameras everywhere, so it's so easy to get a ticket. Or if you park in the wrong spot, within like minutes, you'll get ticketed. <laughs> like, so if you, you park in the wrong spot, or you get a traffic ticket, boom! Like, there's like fifty bucks gone, and then you know why would there, it could take like thirty thirty Ubers with that money? So Yep. it just doesn't make sense. So it's working. They just fine you out of a car to help with uh, emissions. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow car car usage is going up in in China, but <laughs> which is really bad for the world, like the world, because if China gets as hungry for cars as the U.S. does, like we're there's going to be a, a problem. Are they electric cars But. or are they gas Some cars? of them are. They have like, yeah, they have like one. Uh, they they have a kind of a knockoff Tesla called a Biatti. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like a fancy car. I love the name Biatti. It's like it sounds like with like Bugatti, right? I think it's like a car. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it sounds like a Bugatti. Biatti. It sounds very Italian. Made in China. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, they're everywhere. There's. They they're cool. The doors will open. Like the the driver can like auto open the the doors for you, and then you get in. It's pretty spacious. But yeah, there's a lot of electric cars and buses and stuff, but not enough. They need more. But I did. I almost bought some Biatti stock because I was like, man, I see these things everywhere, and I should have bought it because. But I, I don't know how to invest in the Chinese stock market. But uh, <laughs> but they it did go up. It, I should have listened to my instinct. It did. It it went. It it pumped pretty hard. I remember when I was in the stock market, <laughs> and then I got out of the stock market. I did make a a bit of money on Neo, which is another Chinese electric vehicle. That was fun. But then it got extremely corrupt, and I didn't want to be a part of that, and went a hundred percent crypto. So, uh, so Pete, how are we doing? Are we gonna are we gonna make it for the thirty first? What are you thinking? We looking yeah, good every... on the Kubernetes side. Yeah, everything's looking good, especially yeah, definitely on the infrastructure side. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see anything that would at least right now that would pre prevent us from hitting that date. We're all super excited for it for sure, both as players and as uh, the dev team. Um, Kubernetes is, uh, yeah, it's been great. It's I have it scaled. I have it set to scale very conservatively. So as soon as the CPU, you know, we don't wait for the CPU to get to 95 before we scale mm -hmm. up because then people are already having issues. We I have it set really low, um, not really low, but you know, I think it's at 35 now. But, but wow. we have. Um, We just kind of watch the CPU, and there actually is a module in, in Kubernetes that we could install that would basically give us suggestions, like you should set your mm -hmm. horizontal scale to this or that. But right now, we're just um, 
eyeballing it and and 35 to 40 has been real good and and that as soon as traffic when traffic does start to go up it it scales within it's anywhere between 30 and 60 seconds um mm -hmm. so you need you need that lead time kind of in your cpu yeah. estimates um so by the time you know more people are in if the trend continues uh you know the the, the hardware is already there and then it scales down even more conservatively it'll keep the hardware on for longer than it would have waited you know for the to scale up um so all good in the containers i mean one of the reasons lots of reasons for adopting kubernetes auto scaling being a big one and you know that's the the motivation there is i, I think i've said this you know before but so if i'm repeating myself i apologize but you know, I and the team take it very seriously that this is real money, and you, you all, um, as players, have have put your real money into this. So, any downtime in my mind is just not acceptable. I mean, there will be some; it's unavoidable. Everybody has downtime, but wanted to mitigate it as much as possible. And you know, if if something were to go down and we didn't have auto scaling and auto healing, you know, you'd be sitting there not being able to play while I'm getting out of bed, falling down the stairs, you know, yeah. <laughs> one or more of us would be doing that and that's yeah. time you're not playing. So we, I wanted to get that layer of protection in there. Plus, um, yeah, I could talk about Kubernetes for a while. So stop me if you want to, but how, how big is our fleet that we're running? I have the minimum set at, um, so Kubernetes, they're called pods, which are basically processes. The fleet runs between three and four nodes, which are EC2 instances, which you can think of as a computer, basically. Um, so we have four per region right now, running between 48 and 64 instances of Realm on each region. So in total, that's about 192. Um, we might be able to scale that down a little bit. There's a minimum and a maximum you can set, and so the minimums at about, I think the minimum's either at 64 or 48 at this moment. I might have put it at 48 before the weekend. Um, and switching that is just, you know, it takes, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute. It's really easy to, um, really easy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really easy to, and intentionally easy. You don't want this stuff to be hard again, because if you, if you have to jump through hoops to make any of these kinds of changes, then all our players aren't are playing. So our fleet right now is about 48 to 64 processes, which means instances of Realm server per region. So quite a few. Yeah. Hell yeah, Kubernetes. Yeah. And the other thing, just to Kubernetes, it's, it's auto-scaling is like one aspect, but the other thing is it, it makes efficient use of your hardware. You, it abstracts it a little bit. You can say how much CPU your service needs, and it'll automatically um, based on however many computers, I'll say EC2 instances you have, it'll, it's called bin packing. It'll throw, um, it'll organize like Tetris, basically. It'll organize your, your services, uh, to fit the current level of hardware and the cluster autoscaler, which is different from the, the pod autoscaler, the cluster autoscaler will say, uh oh, are we approaching where we need another EC2 instance, another computer? It'll it'll talk to Amazon and it'll automatically bring up two, three more instances per region if, if we need it. So it's not only a, a CPU-based scaling, it's also a, a hardware-based scaling. Um, and the fact that 
we're in containers means when we run our processes, we're not running them alongside. When we run in a Docker container, we're not running like on a machine. Like if we were to use regular EC2, you could have other crap running there. Somebody could have come on and installed this or that. Who knows? With Docker, you, you're running just your process. It's completely isolated. There's this great little intro on YouTube, which is almost like, I don't know. If, if you want to learn more about Kubernetes, and even if you're not necessarily technical, somebody said, somebody wrote a book, The Children's Guide to Kubernetes, and not saying anybody here is a child or anything, but if you actually want to know more about it, there's you can watch it read to you like a bedtime story, or you can actually read it. It's illustrated. Um, there's this little giraffe named, I forget his name, but he's your process, and it takes you through why why it's a, a good thing. And the first thing they say is like, well, little Pippi or whatever his name is, doesn't have to go into a, a room with a bunch of other monsters he doesn't know. You know, he just, he has his own little, and this little whale comes and on a ship and says, hi, I'm Kubernetes and blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, look it up on YouTube if you're interested in Kubernetes yeah. for, for children or something. Um, it's a good, good read. Or yeah, that's, that's only one side of, of this whole, I mean, the scaling is one part, but then the other part is connecting everyone and uh, ensuring that all the data is uh, is transferring between all those uh, instances. And we're, oh, yeah. we're using, using Redis. Mm-hmm. That's the other side. Like we, we don't talk about that side as much, but that's also extremely important. Uh, Redis is just the way that uh, we're using Redis like enterprise, which is uh, yeah, very, and they're very active. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's how we're able to um, achieve the number of players globally that uh, that we have thus far, and will be how we grow. There's we run that on active active. Um, for anyone that's technical in the audience, usually it's kind of active passive. When you were to if you were to run like a MySQL database or something, you could have one master that you write to, and all the others instances you only read from. Um, but in this case with Redis it's super handy because they've got an active active product which is fairly new but you can literally write we have one per region just like um our kubernetes clusters so they connect in the same region um to uh, a realm server connects to um redis in its own region and then we can write to literally any one of them so there's no write latency and then redis handles the replication to the other two regions um, there's all kinds of documentation on Redis and how they achieved that, but it is literally how um, the fastest way to to replicate streaming data across regions. So super excited to be using that. Yeah. Yeah, we're bringing you guys the best and the stuff. It's not cheap for sure, but uh, you know, if you want to, really I didn't know. Did we talk about cost? Because yeah, it's it's definitely not cheap. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, that's no, for sure. It, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're really banking on this thing be- becoming. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a, a global sensation, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be worth it for sure. Yep. Uh, this is all funded by you guys too. I mean, we. Pixelcraft, we we have never raised any VC money. Uh, we don't have Animoca brands breathing down our necks. Uh, we, I mean, we we like them, but they're they they haven't invested in us or 
Really, the only uh, investors we have are Ave team, the core kind of the core team from the beginning, and and the community. So, uh, all this is powered by uh, Haunt sales and uh, the realm, the parcel sales, and uh, some of the revenue. Uh, well, obviously the bonding curve, um, but we were we're kind of past the point where that is enough for our for our team uh, to to be uh, enough that 150k. But we're kind of past that point. But uh, yeah, it's we're we're still making it. We are we're definitely gonna uh, keep keep. We have enough budget to keep going for a while with this. So it's gonna be awesome to see where all this goes. We don't have any VCs that have, they're gonna be dumping uh, Keck token on you guys. It's that's what I love about this project. Yep, we are powered by our friends, powered by the people, exactly. And yeah, we did get some Redis credits. Uh, AWS, I'm not sure how much we're paying for that yet. It probably, it's not not nearly as much as Redis. Redis is definitely more expensive because we're using like their top tier product they have. But that's what we need for the, the scaling to have everyone in the same instances uh, as we're going to be doing. There there will be a problem though. If, if 10,000 gachis try to gather together in the same instance. I can I can imagine some some chaos there. It'll probably be pretty laggy. So might have to have some like some way yeah. to prevent too many gotchis from entering a uh one area. That would be I think he yeah. just gave the community a new goal to set. You think any yeah, but <laughs> I think any online game would have Yeah. Wouldn't be able to it's just basically it comes down to a, a speed of light problem. We can't <laughs> we can't exceed the the speed of light and the data just can't move fast enough. So Damn. one day we're working That's on that. No, we're, not, we're not working on that one. Quantum computing, maybe we'll we'll yeah. get on it. Well, I'm afraid I must dip. If that's all right. All right. Thanks. Are thanks there thanks any so other so. questions I can uh, answer before I go? No, I mean uh, you've said a lot. Yeah, maybe we'll have one day we'll have a Gachi Tech Talk. Someone had that great, great suggestion where we can get. We have a. I know we have a lot of software engineers and and developers in the community. So, it'd be cool to uh, go even deeper in this kind of stuff with with those interested. Yeah, yeah, be happy to. All right, everyone. And, uh, enjoy your Saturday. All right, thanks. Yep. See you Bye, later. Everyone. Bye. Yeah. Gravy, I think we are going to be putting this tweet out, so go ahead and do that. All right, and all right. Get get your Twitters ready. Get your tweeter ready. <laughs> get that tweet. I haven't checked in on the votes recently, but uh, last time I checked, it seemed like they had already all like passed quorum. Anyone checked in on on uh, vote.avagachi.com recently? It's a good question. I always see them, I read them, I vote, and then I wait. Yeah. I'm always early enough where it's... Let's see here. <laughs> yeah, the first one I'm looking at, 634% for Agip 28. 27 is 161%. Wow. 26 is 156%. 27 is 
25 is 162%. And what, 24 is the, yep, 24 is 163%. Maybe Quorum's too low. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Quorum too low. But before I remember, people were saying, like, Quorum's too high. Quorum yeah, must I mean... be 20%. The lowest was what, 152%? Alrighty. <laughs> You guys, uh, go ahead. My internet is kind of crappy right now. I'm trying to download a video. It's very slow. I might be... Classic. <laughs> she bogged. Has anybody... Has anybody got a... Well, I guess you don't have a strategy for the Golden Altar yet, but has anybody in here mint minted more than two uh, Golden Altars on the testnet yet? I know I've seen some tweets about two of them. I saw a guy with like 25 altars. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> He's crushing it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're like, like, I, I literally DM him, like, bro, did you find an exploit or something? Like, how did you get 25? He's, he was just saying, no, I'm, I'm just practicing. Adult diapers. That's just it. practicing. Yeah. That, yeah. Literally. <laughs> that, that guy's going to make that, it for sure. It's that Redditor meme where, like, when you were outside playing in the sun, I was. <laughs> I was honing my craft. I was... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Right. These are not real altars. These are the testnet altars. Yeah. Which he knew. He did know that. He's like, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just practicing. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, man. I mean, that's great. Yeah. I just wish there, <laughs> I wish there, I wish there were a little bit more... We haven't had, uh, you know, this this version is very bare bones. There's not, there's no inertia. There's no gravity of the gachi. So they all, it feels like the gachis aren't, like they all move kind of the same. But uh, eventually in, in the April and then later versions, gachis will start moving differently. They'll have inertia and gravity. They'll feel kind of more like, like race cars a little bit. So... There'll be definitely more strategy to how you how you play and like how you move around. Right now, it's just uh, a little bit uh, a little bit simple, and we we will be testing diagonal movement. Um, once that, it's kind of hard to really tell if we need it yet because adding the inertia and gravity might make it might might already be enough. You know, we don't really know yet, but uh, we will be definitely testing diagonal movement. One BTC says, dude, cat gets ridiculously hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is the rarest. So definitely, definitely tough to find. But when you, when you stumble upon a 25 block of cat, it's like, oh, yes. It feels so good. <laughs> I had, yeah, not... I saw somebody took a selfie with one on Twitter. He's <laughs> next to a 25 block of cat. I was like, if I was anywhere close to you, I'd be snagging that thing while you're taking a screenshot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the next screenshot would be somebody running away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, zero, zero gas. If you have enough um, of the recipe, all you have to do is hit the cl or click the craft button. 
Alright guys, Tweet is launching whoop, whoop. in just a moment. This is fun. This is a fun giveaway week. Hope everyone's having fun as well. Oh yeah, I can barely keep up with all the announcements and the giveaway and everything going on. It's I know. exciting. All the people that I've been telling about Avogadro forever are suddenly like, "Wait, this thing's real!" And I'm like, "I've been telling you." Not vaporware. <laughs> yeah, have you been? Have you told them to enter the contest? Or yeah. I mean, I guess the giveaway because maybe they'll get maybe they'll get a gachi if they are randomly selected and um, maybe they can start participating. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of people will DM me with a lot of questions. I'll go in detail with them. I'll, I'll like send them a couple of videos, you know, the whole thing. And then usually people get like really deep into it and they go, I don't know. I couldn't figure anything out. I couldn't decide. So I just bought some ghosts. Yeah. I'm staking ghosts. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah, my cousin, literally, my, my cousin literally just called me. I just put myself on mute like two minutes ago. And he's like, how do I buy ghosts? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I've been telling you for like eight months. Plus, I sent them our gotcha you video. And then he then he finally calls me. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a call back after this stream. <laughs> but every everybody all of a sudden is like, I mean, he's coming to me. He's like, so how do I get these four new ERC-20 tokens? I'm like, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how you get it. And I gave him the whole thing. You know, you could channel it from the skies above. He's probably like, I have no idea what you're talking Hashtag about. But I'm like, ah, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but it's funny, though. I've had a, I have a couple of friends in the past week that are, like, now, like, full of anxiety because they didn't buy a gachi and, they're, and the floor gachis are getting more expensive. And they're like, oh, how do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm like, dude, the same thing I told you, like, eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to get any cheaper. But... If you still don't want to take the plunge in owning your own, we have the Gachi Lending coming up. So I recommended that to them. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, man, I need to own my own. Got to own it. Yeah. First worlders, got to own stuff. You will own nothing. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say happy. that. You will only <laughs> own NFTs. And you will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's cool. I mean, you gotta like, got the the lending is so great because, in literally anyone can jump on and try it for five minutes. If they if they like it, they can stay, and if they don't like it, they yeah. can like, go and play something else. Well, yeah, that's what's beautiful about. I mean, like, I'll I'll be honest. Like, when I talk to people about this, I'm like, this isn't everybody's cup of tea, but it's most people's cup of tea. And like, when I talk to him about this, like my uncle, for instance, he's like super big into like XYO and anything that you can like run on your your android phone for the past three years I've, I've seen him his gps tracking with xyo every single time i've seen him so he's super into like xyo b pi all those kinds of things that you can yeah. get on your, your your android and i showed him this and he's like i don't get it man <laughs> it's like what he's like i thought the graphics would be better by now i'm like dude that's intentional what are you talking about <laughs> yeah uh, you remember Mario, right? Because that was pretty dope. But yeah, he's he's retired now, so he's le boomer. Yeah, I'm sure the graph. I mean, the graphics are gonna be off-putting to some people, but it's like 
when you, if you look at what if you look at what Twitter looked like when it first launched, yeah, like all the all the great startups look a little bit lo-fi when they first start because that's you're trying to ship fast. Like you don't if you're shipping with like amazing graphics right off the first the first day, either you've spent a lot of time, like many many years working on that, or you that's the only thing you've been focusing on and you. Like uh, we've seen seen plenty of examples of that. Like, oh, we have amazing graphics, but well, we can't really do much else in the game, or we haven't worked on our economy at all. Yeah, but I mean, if anybody saw the um, the live stream that Jesse was on yesterday for our BGA demo, it's like I can't remember TC something. I can't remember which game it was, but it's like, yeah, sure, your graphics are sweet. These these are really good graphics, but we can tell you spent all of your time getting the graphics right and you have no use case like i would much rather have and i'm not comparing this to i've got you what in any way shape or form for anybody listening but i would rather have no graphics and a ton of use cases where i'm making money versus having the best graphics and nothing to do with it just give me a mud right (laughs) yeah literally give me a eth rock or something and i'll if that can make me money in a metaverse i'm going for that Gachi vs. Mud. You approach the Alchemica. You pick it up. <laughs> mud. You have made it. You're just like creeping around on the ground in the Gachiverse? Just mud? It's not, no, mud is a... It's like a, It's like the original RPG. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about like just simple <laughs> mud in the world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much... There's a lot of room for improvement, uh, and there will be for sure. But a part of the fun is like we want to give as much uh, control over to the community as well to be able to decorate the world. Like we can provide assets, uh, but ultimately, I think it'd be really cool if, if the community is is like the players are decorating this world, especially the Citadel. You know what? I think that's going to be the ultimate test of our decentralization: is what graphics will be portrayed. <laughs> yeah. What decorations will pop up? Oh, that's really because cool. it's gonna get it's gonna get wild. <laughs> yeah i was saying that a while back when we were talking about the uh like how there would be kind of like district DAOs to kind of like a, have a yeah like yeah, a, a cohesive look and everything just and like a red leg district is definitely going to pop up somewhere it's inevitable <laughs> yeah like uh it's just weird having like you have the guild you have the the greater DAO, and then you have like your little DAO, and you're and then you're in guilds that are not necessarily in you know, in the same neighborhood all the time, and then yeah, like you're gonna have neighborhoods you might not want to go through because you're more likely to get mugged, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the dark side. This is, this is liquidated town. Oh, that's hilarious! There's gonna be like a dark alley in the Gachiverse. I love this uh, t- this tweet uh, giveaway day three. How you learned about Avagachi? This is so cool. Because a lot of we don't really know. A lot of people just kind of find it, but they don't. We don't really ask like, oh, how did you find Avagachi? This is really cool to to see how everyone found this uh, this little little corner of the internet. heard about it from a friend nice 
Which interview do you remember? Can't remember who did the interview. Dang. Yeah, did a couple of good ones. We had the uh, I, a lot of people were from. Uh, they found us through the non fungibles podcast. Like it for such a niche podcast, it seemed like it really a lot of people really were getting excited about about Avogadro through that one. Podcasts are, are cool. can't remember exactly how but i think i was like i was really deep into ave when i first got into like DeFi and stuff and i think it was like that and i was like avagachi hold on i love tamagotchis i love ave hold on and <laughs> but then i didn't actually get into it until haunt 2 that's when i and then by that time i had like been reading about it and and watching videos and stuff long enough that I was like, okay, this is this is a thing. I'm doing this. So when was your first GBM auction? It was Haunt 2. Oh, yeah. That was, so that's when you fully entered, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, I was watching for, I guess it was the Venley raffle that was right before that, or? That's right. Yeah. The Venley so raffle. I was watching the from raffle. the sidelines at that point, and then I got it. In you're like, this is a show. Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> Must how many mustaches went? And that's it? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was not our brightest moment, but it wasn't our fault. <laughs> it was fun though. It was cool to it was you know, you gotta always try stuff. You never try, you never never grow. I'm trying to read everybody's comments because it's so insightful. Yeah, that's just cool. This guy says, uh, I was looking for good P two E games. Can't remember anything specific. All I really remember is Harambe V2 being a great guy and talking me through everything I needed to know to get started. Right on, Harambe. Harambe. V2. That's great. V2. We'll have to let him know. <laughs> Backside. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to share that with Harambe. Rolling Coin Gecko looking for hidden gems outside top 300. Nice. That's slick. All right. Very cool. Cool. Great. Uh, I love this. Great tweet. Stuff. He said, "I saw an article about shared earn, which was a disaster." Yeah, that was also not really our brightest moment. That that did not work out. It we knew that would eventually get botted, but it literally happened within like the first ten minutes. Like it was pretty bad. Was that the light paper? Uh, that was when we had the like the drop tickets we could like refer friends to earn a drop ticket yeah that's right yeah man that feels like ages ago. and <laughs> <laughs> and uh i mean i love our vietnam vietnam community but they they just kind of uh steamrolled that 
<laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> I was yeah. sorting those by hand. <laughs> like that was that was kind of painful. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there's a way. There, there's got to be a way to do that. Something like in a better way that can't be potted. It wasn't even bots. I mean, there were real people doing it. It was just so many, so many people like referring each other. Yeah, we don't really, we don't want to be we don't want to do KYC. Yeah, that's like, lame. Uh, I saw the what is it the um, something is brewing for the apes like they're doing KYC for the. That's okay. pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Neat. Forward thinking. I like how their governance is going. I mean, I'm just. I've, is it? Is it it's like not working out for him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny. I mean, I've had several conversations with ape owners and good, great people. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, when you you put more in, uh, I shouldn't say, it, but I'm going to say it. If you put more in front of them than a green buy and a red sell button, it gets a little muddy. Yeah, there's not much utility yet. Really, just like holding this coin. <laughs> I'm just I'm no. looking at their uh, their snapshot here. Proposing the DAO voting budget staking staking pool. So all right, we're gonna stake we're gonna stake tokens and give out tokens. So now they want to do that. Before their utility was only able, their only utility was meeting another bake owner in real life and buying him a drink. <laughs> Get a free drink out of it. Yeah. Ah, it's great. They're bringing. They're they're bringing more. Oh well, no. I guess we haven't know that any. No one's uh, said they found Avagachi. Through uh, through an ape, but maybe maybe one day it's it's definitely bringing more people to the NFT space. Yeah, I'm not trying um, to like completely shit on it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like what? Ah, <laughs> uh, it could be. It, I mean, that's what gets plastered on, you know, the television. That's what gets plastered on. Yeah, my parents' Anything. news outlets, and they're just like a picture of a monkey. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what you guys could come up. That's that's the best you. That's an NFT. Crypto, it's like your crypto high mind could create. Little do yeah. you know, your driver's license is going to be an NFT one day. Little do you know that your the deed on your house or any kind of paperwork that you're going to be possibly wanting to be valid is going to be an NFT. It's just like no monkey. Uh, hello, the Beebs owns one. <laughs> Is that 100% true, or is he just, like, I, don't know. I heard, like, the one with Eminem, I heard somebody just gave Eminem the, Eminem, Eminem, the money to buy one for the, you know, for the publicity. I don't know. Oh, I, didn't I wouldn't really be surprised it. if it was their marketing team that actually bought it, and they don't even have their seed phrase. You know, <laughs> like, it's probably owned by the LLC that runs their media. Yeah. Right. Someone was asking me, it was a while back, they were DMing me, um... I mean, they were like, "Hey, I saw Eminem got his his ape. Like, we should, we should get him to buy an Navigachi. I was like, "I don't think you really know how this works." Like, right. He, Eminem probably doesn't, but I, he might. Didn't he actually? 
I think it was on his Twitter profile picture. So like, yeah, he must have at least picture. he must have at least signed some sort of an agreement saying, "I'll put this on my on my profile." <laughs> I mean, yeah. does he run his Twitter? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Who knows? Most okay, probably. Yeah, I would do the same thing though. I'm not gonna lie. Someone offered me like 500 grand to just put a picture on my Twitter. Heck yeah, let's go. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. I think he's doing it the right way. He he seems much more keyed into the. Whole, I was gonna like, say industry. that. Yeah, he seems genuine. Yeah. I mean, he's genuinely he like he's a savvy businessman. He knows like, oh, I'm gonna put out music on his NFTs, and these rich NFT guys are gonna buy it. That's like, good business model. But uh, but it's still. I mean, he's in touch with the industry at least. Right. He's not doing right. it in a cringe way. Yeah, it's still business, but I just mean genuine as as in he's actually involved and kind of knows what it is. Yeah. And these other guys probably just like signed paperwork like, yeah, sure, whatever. Any other marketing deal. That would be weird, though, big celebrities getting an Avogachi because they probably wouldn't play it themselves. Maybe they let their kid play it or that it's just you can rent some famous person's Avogachi. I don't know. There's some famous people that would definitely play on play with an Avogachi. Yeah. Like one one instance is like um, I'm pulling a name from the early 2000s, Lauren Conrad. From I forgot what, what where she's from. She's from the OC or something like that. She's like desperately trying to get like Tamagotchi back, and it's like, well, you know, there's a little <laughs> really? bit something something a little nicer than that nowadays. So go spam her Twitter. <laughs> that could be a new reality TV beach. show. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's trying to bring back Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah, we got something we, uh... better. Yeah, I've been thinking of ways we need to get we need to when people search Tamagotchi on Google, we need to somehow get Avogachi to like show up next to it. That'd be nuts. A little bit of uh some SEO hacking there. Cuz we're almost ranked for, I've I've looked in the the back end. We're almost like we're kind of ranking for Tamagotchi cuz we share Gachi. We just need to get a little bit higher up and people be like, "What is what is They'll accidentally click on our website. <laughs> like, what is this? What's a wallet? But I think the the main audience, like as as the Gachiverse comes online, um, we're we're gonna want to get people twitching, like streaming on Twitch, and get all sorts of like streamers playing the game. That'll that's. That'll really uh, drive the adoption. It's it's more people like, like, because when you stream a game on Twitch, you're not actually making money unless people are donating to you. But what if you could stream and make money just by playing the game, and then people are also donating to you because they enjoy the content? That would be holy grail. That's my plan. <laughs> I'm on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How many followers do you have now? Or Not subs. many. <laughs> no. no, we're still so niche, but uh, we'll get there. 
Yeah, my YouTube is growing much faster than Twitch, but I guess once gameplay opens and I'm doing everything on Twitch, it might switch. Mm -hmm. The problem with Twitch is all of my like tutorials and instructional videos don't stay. They everything like gets erased yeah. after a week or something. So that stuff lives on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's cool. great for that that evergreen content. Hey guys, I gotta head out. I got a hard stop at ten AM here, so All right, got so the rest of the day to do adulting, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, have a good one. Take it easy, everyone. So you can uh someone saying pre-search has a function. Stake tokens for keywords. So we could theoretically get, we could stake their token to get Avagachi to show up for Tamagotchi. That's pretty cool. Anyone else want to come on and say hi? Oh, yeah, yeah. And See what's like, on your mind? In your search or your tags for YouTube and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, if anyone is, if you guys are doing um, YouTube content, uh, I, I used to do YouTube, so I know a little bit about the algorithm and stuff. It's really important that you triple the, the keywords that you're using. Like, if you have a keyword in your title, you should also have it in your description, and you should also uh, have it in your video tag for your uh, for your video. So, like, if you if you want to rank for the gotchi verse, you need to have the gotchi verse in your title. You need to have it in your description and you need to have it as a tag on that video. And then basically the algorithm will just read that. And, uh, you know, Gachiverse and Avagachi are really, really easy keywords to get right now. There's like, there's no competition. And so you can rank pretty high for, for uh, like Avagachi. And it's actually a really, it's a nice keyword right now. Like, obviously I'm not doing, uh, I'm not doing YouTube content at the moment. Uh, personally, but if you just look at the, uh, this is a cool plugin called uh, vidIQ. You can kind of see it shows uh, the, uh, Avagachi has overall score of high for volume versus competition. So really good keyword to, uh, if anyone is thinking of making YouTube videos, it's a really good time right now because there's very little competition, but the volume is, is creeping up as a, uh, more and more people discover Avagachi. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I had nothing specific, but I'm a little bit shocked that uh, we don't have too many listeners uh, this morning. Uh, just want to jump on and say, uh, definitely don't slack. I'm regretting uh, on my end right now because, you know, like, like I have the, the Mustachos Guild and I'm getting an overwhelming amount of questions in Spanish, an overwhelming amount of requests for guides. And I'm like, what the hell? What the hell have I been doing the last couple of months? Now I'm two days away and, and I have to, to figure it out. Um, but it's definitely really bullish, guys. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's still doubting that we're going to see a, an influx of, of a bunch of people. I'm, I'm starting to see it and uh, definitely wanted to share that. Uh, you definitely want to um, get prepared as much as you can. And um, also jumped in because I'm also a little bit surprised, you know, uh, we're, we're, 
nobody's uh, hounding quarter down with questions uh, like like uh, there's I could I could throw like 50 questions your way right now <laughs> about everything you know yeah yeah I mean I, I can I'll, I'll take a few for sure uh, I think the main question I think people are asking is when exactly is it gonna launch and most likely it'll just be uh, our normal launch time uh, I think that's a I think it's a Thursday right so yes. probably will be 1 or 2 p.m. UTC uh, normally because it's a good time for the, the dev team, especially they're kind of beginning their day. And if anything goes wrong throughout the day, there are, there's plenty of uh, people to, to kind of babysit the servers. Uh, that first day is going to be probably the, as we know, with, with launches and, and auctions and stuff in general, uh, it can get pretty wild, especially if we have like 5,000 gachis joining the server. It's going to, could be messy that first day. So we are going to try our best and anything, anything, any difficulties we have will, will be definitely smoothed out uh, over the, over the first couple days. But uh, we will try our best to, to make sure we get a nice, a decent launch. Now, uh, any other, like what other questions? Um, I mean, for instance, like the, the liquidity side, I'm thinking, you know, very mm -hmm. quickly, we're going to have people wanting to cash out. Uh, so if you if you could uh, walk us a little bit through through your own thought process as to um, starting out with QuickSwap, how we expect yeah. to, we're basically going to be pointing out people to, to go to QuickSwap, but with an asterisk, like, but don't forget to check out the GAX. So if you could talk a little bit about that, like on the on the tokenomic side or on launch day, what we can expect. Um, what are your thoughts, et cetera? Yeah, so quick swap, uh, we will be deploying pools uh, about 24 to 48 hours uh, before, well, probably 24 hours before the launch. Basically, we want to deploy them pretty much in sync with the main launch, so there's not people uh, just doing all sorts of front running and, and things like that. It's the thing is that uh, we're, we're not going to put a lot of liquidity into the pool. It's uh, as as we mentioned in the in the uh, post on the DAO, it's going to be I think uh, ten thousand USD total for the first week, because you know we don't know the price of these tokens, and if we if we set it too low, there's just going to be front runners coming in, and and they're going to just snap up all all possible liquidity as 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 much as they can. If we set it too high, it looks really bad for the the token. So uh, there's no real scientific process for for doing it. Uh, we're just gonna add liquidity bit by bit. Uh, but people will be able to uh, su supply liquidity on QuickSwap for the first uh, month or so before we get the GAX up. The GAX will be we're aiming to get that in April. Um, we we have. The contract and, and everything is pretty much ready to go, but there will be a lot of uh, UI work that our team will be focusing on in in April. So we might we'll, we'll be on QuickSwap at least for a month, maybe a little bit longer until we are fully ready to transition everything over to to the GAX. And so, yeah, I'm sure there will be people like they're going to be trying to be cashing out their Alchemica uh, during that time. So just be wary of any slippage uh, issues that you might have if uh, if there's there could be like it depends on the what amount you're trying to cash out but there could be uh, pretty high slippage depending on uh, how much liquidity is there 
especially in the beginning. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. with that limited amount, just if you have a, a couple of players deciding, you know what, I want to buy this Alchemica, um, the the yeah, chart's yeah. going to be probably re really interesting, and, and I guess that's what you guys were hoping for, to to let a lot of uh, price discovery happen from, from mm -hmm. the get-go. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to start it from zero, but we you know you can't do that. There's no way to really start a token from from zero uh, without it just being like ridiculous. So we're we're starting it from in my in my opinion, the valuation is like very low compared to probably what the reality is. Uh, but we are going by the the price of a parcel and ba the basic uh, the the what the market is telling us that the alchemica are worth based on the parcels but i think we all kind of know those are probably quite low compared to for example the demand for the golden altar which uh if you if you calculated out the price of the alchemica uh, all combined together i think at, at the current valuation it's about like three or four ghost worth of alchemica to to mint a golden altar and so uh it's it's obviously that's very low for probably what the golden altar will be worth and so uh i would say my what i'm going to be doing is i'm not going to be selling any alchemica i just want to get I, I personally want to get as many golden altars as as i can obviously i won't be able to play the game 18 hours a day but uh as much as I can manage, I'll probably be buying some Alchemica uh, to get golden altars because those are going to be, those will be, I think, very cool collector's items in the future. No, yeah, that was that was a genius idea to introduce, uh, you know, like utility for the Alchemica right away. So mm -hmm. then that's so much better than figuring out like, well, how much, um, how many yeah. people are we going to have playing and trying to cash out? So we got to see liquidity. That, that, that was really, congratulations on that idea. And, yeah, and I mean, thanks. definitely, if you look at games like World of Warcraft, the 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 limited edition pets and stuff from from day one, those OG items, yeah. in, in those economies, those items become very valuable. So so definitely fomoing a bit on the um, on the on the golden altar, Le golden altar. Yeah, well, that's the fun part of like NFTs and NFT gaming is that you don't just have tokens, but you. Uh, you have these other potential items, these NFTs that are going to be valuable in the game itself. And uh, I think the the biggest uh, kind of insight or also risk that we're taking with the golden altar is that it really doesn't have any separate utility from a normal altar. It it's just it's literally just a skin. And so uh, there's no extra utility. This is basically the first time we've ever done a pure uh, skin of of an NFT, like a typical NFT with no utility. It's a utilityless uh, NFT beyond the fact that it's it can do what a normal altar does, but it's just basically pure prestige item. It's the first flex. item in the game. It's it's a pure flex. So yeah. nice. I, I think it's 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 cool because uh, it's gonna also help set a floor price for what the Alchemica will be valued at as people. Uh, trade the the golden altar, and we and we eventually get a valuation for it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna know what that valuation is at least initially in the first month, due to the the trading on the bazaar, and that will kind of also help set the floor price for the alchemica. 
I have a, oh, another yeah. huge question, um, a little bit unrelated, but but definitely don't want to forget to to ask this one. And it's about the rentals. Um, I mean, of course, mm -hmm. you guys. Um, I assume you, you 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 test things and stuff. But what what's gonna be your guideline as far as rentals? Like, you know, if if since we're gonna have rarity farming, for instance. Uh, what are the risks of, of losing your ghost? And, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, for instance, on day one, how risky might it be to rent out your gotchi with with expensive wearables? Like, would you suggest people are fully unequipped before renting on the first few days? Or, or you know, it, has it been battle-tested to the point that, you know, feel free to rent out your gotchi wearing myths is going to be fine? Uh, that's a, yeah, I, I would say we have done a lot of extensive testing with these contracts. Uh, I've personally tested them locally with, uh, with like test, like trying to bridge them, trying to transfer them and trying to list them in the bazaar. And all those, uh, all those seem to work perfectly. Like there, you can't do them. There's air, the contract reverts. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, this is new code. It is not battle tested. It is. Uh, it's a very new new code, so treat it as it's. Uh, there are potential vulnerabilities and, and security risks, just like you would with any like a new staking contract. And uh, as as the as we uh, go through and, and more value is uh, is like moved through it, then we will we'll start to get a feeling for how secure it is. I mean, my my feeling is that it should be very very secure. Because it's really not that complicated what we're actually doing. We're just moving in the Avagachi and locking it, just like we would in the in the bazaar. Uh, but yeah, I would not. There's no reason really to like. Don't be putting your your high value gachis up for uh, lending yet, because there's really no reason to. Uh, just use your use your low value gachis at the beginning for sure, like your naked ones until until this this contract has uh some life to it has been around for longer yeah from your then, expert from your expert point of view what would be like a good amount of time where you say okay this is battle tested like a month yeah two two weeks to a month i think if there's no incidents at all we don't have to like pause the the lending or anything um most likely uh it would be it will be secure uh, and I know there's been community developers also looking at it. I don't. No one's mentioned any potential issues. Uh, so, I, 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 my feeling is that it, it's probably quite secure. Uh, we've done. We have an intent, extensive testing suite with all the different uh, angles. But uh, you know, you never know. The the EVM is a weird thing. So, it's best to be careful. Everyone be careful at the beginning for sure. Until uh, we have this contract has more time under it. Yeah, better safe than sorry. So unequip your your gotchis, guys, uh, if they're wearing something that that you can't afford to lose, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great great point. Um, let's see. Uh, were there any other questions about the lending? I see Bearded's got his hand up. Okay, sure. There you go. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, Morning. Welcome. Good. Um, just wanted to hop up since we were talking about lending and talk about how the talk about how it's going to work with the vault. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Um, one sec. Let me 
switch my audio over. Bearded, you've uh, you've also looked quite thoroughly through the lending contract as well. I know you you and your team have probably been uh, we've even suggested a couple good, uh, not like security fixes, but uh, but just improvements to it to to make your guys' life easier. But obviously, you know, we have we have not had full audits on these contracts because every time we try to do an audit with a firm, they they they're just so half-assed about it. Like they they don't take the time to understand the full Avogadro contracts. And so their audit is basically useless to us because like most of the complexity of the feature set is not actually in the lending itself. It's in how it interacts with the larger Avogadro contracts. And so it's actually the the more community eyes and and our internal developer eyes we can have on it, like the the better it's going to be. But we can't really at this point. It's kind of like the yearn code base. Like it's so uh complex not not a, not even complex it's just like there's a lot of code to understand yeah and, uh, it makes it hard to audit yeah like you have to come in having an understanding of, of knowing like all right if we're going to be transferring these gotchas over like i also need to go and look in the bizarre facet yeah. to make sure that you know that you can't list it on the bizarre and that takes a lot of that's a pretty steep learning curve for auditors to to mm -hmm. come in and get up to speed um yeah, we're, uh, yeah, so with the vault, you know, we've had a lot of people asking, um, oh, sorry, uh, someone's at my door. I'll, uh, I'll be back in a couple minutes. Right. Yeah, so I'll give a quick overview of how the lending works. Uh, basically, uh, it is kind of like a bazaar listing. You will go, uh, if you guys have seen the lending article, there's a, a couple good videos about it. But basically, you'll click on your gachi and it'll say uh, lend, and it, this window, this window will will pop up. Let me see if I can if I can open a a window for you guys can see the latest UI here. But you'll basically just click uh, lend, and then there'll be a little pop up that comes up and says basically uh, the profit split. Do you want to charge any ghost up front? And also uh, how how long do you want to lend it for? And on on the UI that we're gonna have on Avagachi.com, the duration is in hours, but actually on the contract side, it's in seconds. So we thought it would be kind of silly if we, well, we don't have like a calendar or any, anything advanced like that yet. Uh, so we didn't want to really put like this, a lot, like have you guys set how many seconds it, to lend it for, it'd be kind of, kind of silly. But uh, we will eventually replace that with like a calendar. And so, you'll basically say, okay, I want to lend this gachi for six hours. And then you create the listing and anyone at that point uh, can go and they can execute it and, and get the gachi. Now, if you only want to lend to a certain person, you can go and you can create a whitelist. Uh, there's a button for creating that whitelist. Here we go, my, my UI finally popped up here. So here is what the, uh, one sec. Lending listing is going to look like. So here's here's what the the lending listing will look like. And Phantasma, you were asking about ghost and whether or not um, people would be able to rug your ghost in your gotchi's pocket. So you can see here 
by default, ghost is not an option. It's deselected on the UI. That's why it's kind of grayed out. And so in, if unless you actually want to split ghost, there's no real point to split it at this point, but we, we have it on the UI in case someone wants to. Um, you can you could re-enable that, but by default it is deselected. Yeah, the thing is, uh, as far as I understand, uh, in the initial period, there is going to be a big, basically ghost in the play drop, right? So people are going to definitely, I mean, renters and people testing out the game, uh, they're basically be hoping or expecting us to, to enable the ghost. And well, then not, uh, rarity not, farming not. is also happening, no? Yeah, uh, we're not, like, definitely while rarity farming is happening, we're not going to uh, enable, we're not going to have ghost being play dropped. Uh, I would mostly during April, it's going to be Alchemica. Uh, it will take us, we have to add a couple more lines of code and do a little bit more testing with, uh, with Ghost. Because uh, someone, would, I think it was maybe Bearded, asking if we could have like a wrapped Ghost or maybe it was Dr. Wagme. That's a, a pretty good idea. So we might do something like that. So it could be uh, separate anyway. So we, we'll, we'll uh, definitely try to get at least like one Ghost play drop during April, but I, I can't promise that we will be able to. So mostly during April, it'll be uh, the before Alchemica tokens. Nice, yeah. So people just gotta be mindful if they're renting out gotchis that they expect um, rarity farming rewards uh, in April that they don't that they rent without enabling Ghost. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, if you I was saying earlier, if you wanna uh, do a whitelist. You also have that option here. There's a create whitelist button. It's uh, pretty bare bones and not really, we'll, we'll probably push some changes to it to make it better. Uh, but if you want to add members, you, you can. Uh, if you're like a guild and you have like a thousand addresses, you honestly, you're probably just going to want to make a script to do that um, in one, one single transaction. Like you wouldn't want to use this UI for, for all that. Uh, but if it's, if it's only like for one um, one address, like your personal uh, wallet or something, you could just create it for one address and then create that whitelist. It would be that would, that would be the best use case for that. And then so once you create the whitelist, you'll be able to see uh, the ID of that whitelist. And then when you come back to the lending, that's where you where it says whitelist ID. You'll just type that ID in um, and. Uh, then you continue on with with the next part of the of the listing. Uh, on the next part is the the profit script, the uh, profit split. And so by default, the one hundred percent of the profit is going to the owner. Uh, here is where you can you can uh, update it to change it to fifty fifty, or you can add in the third other wallet. And if you add a third other wallet, uh, then you need to type in the ETH address at the bottom there. Otherwise, it won't let you. It won't let you go through. So if that's zero, then don't have to worry about it. And then yeah, after you've done that, you just go and you create the listing, and it will it will create it, and people can go over to avogachi.com/lending. Well, app.avogachi.com/lending, and there that's where they'll be able to see all of the different listings that are currently available, and we'll have that on the front page of the site for a while, uh, just so people can get used to it. Yeah, well, the whitelist uh, 
feature is, is definitely really nice. Um, it would it would be cool to be able to create a list of gotchis maybe to to so that you can rent a whole bunch. You know, you could put a whole bunch of gotchis for rent under mm-hmm. you know the the guild wide list instead of you know doing ten or or twenty individual listings. I don't know. If yeah. You guys are... Uh, yeah, we might add a feature like that, or that's a lot of, I think there's probably a lot of the uh, community builders will, will also have like scripts and stuff that people can to do can do for that. But yeah, we, we could also potentially um, make like a, a batch script that allows you to do that. That'd be pretty cool. Tommy Gachi says, can one address rent multiple gachis? Uh Yeah, I believe so. I don't think there's. Anything against that? Yeah, so, you know, it's always nice to 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 have a certain functionality like at the at the base, so that you don't have smart contract risk. Um, on the other hand, definitely looking looking forward, what you know, members of the community introduce as far as like uh, mm-hmm. rental management um, DApps and stuff that that yeah. will those will definitely should definitely come up and and, and be very helpful. Yeah, this is this is really going to unlock a lot of uh, creativity in the dev community here. And uh, it just yeah, if you are building on something on top, um, if you're building like a, a contract on top, definitely let us know. Let us we can help review it um, as best as as we can. We have after we have finished with uh, the Gachi lending and and the realm contracts are. We'll have a little bit of bandwidth to to help more with um, community developers and, and helping you guys if you're building anything. So we'll we'll, ha- we'll be happy to review any any contracts you guys. But try to keep it as simple as possible and try not to deviate too much from like the core APIs that, that we're creating. And if uh, if you need something specific, we can always uh, like think about adding that to the core API instead of having to. Instead of having like community builders had having to create that. So yeah, Tommy Gachi says, "What about one person renting all the gachis to reduce gachis actually played?" That definitely could happen, and my the best protection we have against that is one: you could add a small fee, like one ghost, for someone to have to pay to rent it. The other one is uh, something I haven't mentioned yet, which is a I think it's a pretty cool feature. Uh, so let me uh, let me I'm gonna create a listing here. Try to or maybe maybe I can show you guys, but might not be able to. But uh, so once the listing is actually created and someone has uh, agreed to borrow your gachi and it's in their wallet, um, that there's a time limit of however many hours the duration of the lending exists, but if you, the owner, and the borrower are both happy with the arrangement, you don't actually have to cancel that that lending agreement uh, after the duration ends. We made it specifically so uh, if you guys are both happy and no one wants to end the arrangement, you can just let it go. You can just, uh, instead of claiming and ending the rental, you can just continue claiming the rewards from the gachi's pocket but not actually in the lending the lending uh, agreement. And so what that allows you to do is if you're worried someone's going to grief you and going to uh, lend borrow your gachi and, and, and then never use it, 
you can just set the period to a very short period, like six hours. And uh, obviously, it's kind of hard to to know who's borrowing your gachi. Uh, maybe we could add like a chat feature later or something, or uh, we could, you know, there's there's Discord so people can help figure that out. We track it down. Uh, but basically, you, the owner, you can just never cancel. Just say okay, you know, just keep. You know, if you're happy with their performance, then just let them keep borrowing it. You don't have to end the agreement. And so that's probably the best uh, protection you have against griefing is just short rental periods, like a couple hours. If they try it and they, they do a good job, um, then just keep it, keep it going. Keep the meter running. So it passively stays active and you have to actively end it after, after the expiration period. So, mm -hmm. um, let, you know, let, let's say you, you have an unforeseen circumstance, you can't go on the platform and you have, you know, a, a few people renting your gotchis. Basically, it will continue unless, unless, you know, while you're tied up instead mm -hmm. of everything being expired and you having to, to renew it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, that's really good. It's like the Uber driver is like, you know what, this is, you're, you're cool. Let's, let's just keep driving you around for a while. Like, no, no charge. But but you can during that period you can claim uh, rewards from the Gachi pocket, however often you want. So you could you could set up a script or something that just goes into all your Gachis and empties empties their pockets like every twenty four hours without you really having to do anything. And uh, the the renter the borrower will be happy because they don't have to do it, and then you'll be happy because you're you're earning whatever the Gachi has accrued during that time, and you don't actually have to end the the agreement. Is there a kill switch for for the owner to to just end it whenever they want or or no? No, no, there's no no kill switch. No, we don't want the borrower to have a bad experience and, and feel like they were rugged, uh, like especially if they paid something upfront. The uh, the only way that got the borrower might feel rugged is if they were actively like. <laughs> They're literally they're playing the gachi and they see the twenty five kek right in right in front of them and right at that moment you decide, uh, you know what I'm I'm done uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this agreement and at that point the gachi would be transferred from the borrower back to you and they would be logged out of the game at that point so we're gonna try to make that fairly seamless uh, it'll just say uh, you know sorry your gachi uh, has been has been uh, transferred ownership so. You're you're going to be logged out of the game at that point. So that's pretty much the only way that a borrower could feel rugged, is if they they you're you're already over your meter time, and the owner ends the agreement. Right, but but it's a good point for you, good user experience that you know that not to have the kill switch within the the agreed time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I have a question. When the agreement ends or you know like naturally or whatever when the agreement ends does it default it back into an agreement position or do you have to manually set up a new agreement every time yeah you'll have to manually uh set it back up there's no like okay extend there we we just went with the extension model where if you're happy with it then uh then like don't yeah that's cool. don't end it yeah so like Bearded and the Vault and some other, I'm sure like guilds will be building their own tooling. They'll have a way to auto, basically auto create a new uh, listing the moment that it gets transferred back into their wallet. That's what kind of the, some of the tooling that they're working on. 
Yeah, so then that's like going back to Phantasma's question about if you can't get to it, it it's actually better that way that it doesn't automatically end the agreement because then mm-hmm. if you don't get to it, at least your gotchi's being played with because it won't default yeah. to a new agreement. So it's good to know. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah, easier think- to do that, actually. It's, it's harder to... On-chain state management is hard to do in an automated way, so it's actually better if, if yeah, the that owner... Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's actually pretty great because, you know, while, while everything is being tested out, right, you probably want to do uh, brief rentals and mm-hmm. just let them continue, um, you know, while everything's being tested because you don't want to be probably in a position where, oh, you know, it's awkward. Like, I, I want to give them a whole week and then something happens when they're not actually playing and you want your yeah. bocce back. So it's probably best to just do real brief uh, agreements and, and keep them active. and. Yeah. So, Bearded, if you're if you'd like to maybe give a quick intro about the services that the Gachi Vault will be will be having. I know you guys are developing a lot. I don't know if he's back yet. If you know. Yeah, they're, they're kind of doing. Oh, there he is. Okay. Hey guys. Yeah, sorry. I uh, had a guy had a guy come to our house to do some work. Um, yeah. So you know. So so basically, the way we're we're thinking about the the service that we're providing is almost like a like a beefed up auto petting service, right? So, where whereas an auto petting service, you know, that like Cesar runs or or that some other people run, you know, is constantly checking over your gachis to see if they need to be pet and then petting them. Um, what we'll be doing for the gachis that are in the vault is we'll be constantly checking whether they need to be rented back out or if their rental has expired and they need to. Um, and they need to be claimed back in um, and, and rented out and then executing those and relisting. So we'll be having that, um, that functionality. That's, that's kind of the core functionality. And, and then on top of that, we've been working on, on figuring out what, what other sorts of features we can, um, we can offer for people. So we'll have a, a default set of, of rental settings that we'll, you know, the vault managers will kind of monitor the market and see what, um, and see what the you know what what the competitive settings are, and that'll be the default. But then we'll also have the um, the option for users to go in and manage their own avagachis. So we're going to be storing on chain for each avagachi its um, its preferred settings. So the default will just be um, whatever our default is. But then if you want to override that, you can override that, and that'll get stored on chain in our contract and then anytime we rent out your gachi it'll it'll use the settings that you sent for that you set for it um and then the other the other type of functionality will be we're partnering with guilds so we'll be able to have we'll be able to assign avagachis to specific guilds and then similarly we'll store the guild um preferred settings on chain in the contract so then whenever we go to rent the gachi you know first it'll check Okay, has the you know is this gachi assigned to a guild? If so, use the guild settings. You know, if not, is it a, has it been you know custom set by the user? Okay, if so, use that. If not, um, go to the default settings. So we think that'll be a good way of you know if people don't want to people don't want to mess around with it and and you know keep keeping you know be, be in touch with what the with what the prevailing market sentiment is. They can just rely on our custom settings. But if they want to you 
know, set their own whitelist or whatever, um, they can go in and do that. Um, and then, and then we're also giving people the option to sort of opt out of the lending. Um, and you can do that at, at any time. You can, you know, pause the lending so that if, you know, if you decide that you want to spend a couple days playing in the game, you can, you know, you can go and click pause lending. Um, and if, you know, obviously if, if the gotchi's mid rental, you'll have to wait until that rental's over, but from that point on, it won't, um, we won't be relisting it. So yes, yeah, so you know, we've just been, we've been trying to figure out, figure out ways to build on top of the software that you guys are are developing and and figure out a good way to to make it a really easy user experience for people who are who are depositing in, into the vault and then also for um for some of the guilds that we're working with um and hopefully for the for the guild players they don't have to ever interact with our website the idea is that you know we mm-hmm. would work with the guilds to set up the gachis for them and they would just have their whitelist id and the guild players would just go onto the Avagachi website and type in that whitelist ID, and there would be Gachis waiting for them. Um, so yeah, we're we're really excited, and uh, smart contracts are 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 mostly done, and um, and we just gotta finalize the user interface, and we should be all good to go for for the thirty first. Cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, if, once you guys do finalize those, uh, we'd love to look at them. And, uh, especially I can show them to to Diamond Nick and uh, some more other uh, Pixelcraft devs to make sure that there's no major issues. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll send those over. But they sound sound pretty simple. Somebody had asked somebody asked in the chat about the um fee breakdown so I, th- I mean i well so the first of all it'll right there's there's those different levels so we'll have we'll have our custom you know uh settings and then the user can have a custom setting and then the guild can have a custom setting um i think i think the, the vault slash the v ghost holders will probably take a a relatively small percent of of the total um claimed you know maybe like five percent and then the rest will just be determined based on you know we'll we'll have to see what the what sort of the market uh, what a what a competitive market split is I think in in Axie you know it was like 60 40 70 30 in favor of the um, in favor of the borrower so so let's say we were taking five percent you know maybe we would see sixty uh, percent of of all the earnings would go to the the renter. 35% of the earnings would go directly into the pocket of the person who deposited the gachi in the vault, and then 5% would go to us. Um, but it should be pretty cool because um, the, you know, the, the, origi- the original depositor, the person who deposited the gachi in the vault, they will just start, they will see Alchemica just flowing into their, into their wallet, right? Every, like if it's full uptime every eight hours, they'll just, just get Alchemica into their into their wallet, which will be really cool. And uh, and Umami asked if if anything would be open source. Our um, uh, the contract code is going to be um, is all going to be open source. That'll be you know all that code will be verified. Um, our our user interface is is not open source right now. Very cool. 
yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited to see all the tools that are going to be built on, on top. We already have a lot of uh, really great community tools. But uh, I saw someone made a really cool Dune Analytics dashboard about the petting. And so uh, all whenever your gachi uh, claims tokens or you claim tokens from your gachi, that will also be emitted on chain in an event. So theoretically, you could also make a Dune Analytics dashboard to track uh, the earning the earnings of any specific gachi um, that's been that's been linted. Uh, not not the um, not the ones that are not rented, but the ones that are in the in the lending system. You could uh, check the performance of them. So there's going to be lots oh, of uh, lots of cool infographics. A lot of hands flew up at that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I just wanted to I just wanted to answer real quick. Tommy Gachi had a question about about um, people claiming. So every time every time you claim Alchemica during a rental, uh, it goes the uh, the split happens. Is my understanding? That's yep. That's the, way the exactly. Works. You can claim as much as you want. Uh, we might if it if it becomes a problem where people like uh, like. You could theoretically uh, pick up one FUD and then withdraw that FUD and then claim it. Uh, we might have to have some minimums about how much Alchemica you need to have in your pocket before you can actually withdraw from the Gachiverse. Currently, there's no minimum, uh, but we might need to make it like you know, 10% of your capacity or something like that to prevent people from spamming us and spamming the network. But yeah, once you have, uh, you can claim from your gachi pocket at any time, and you can claim or claim and end the rental once the rental period is over. And either either party can claim. It could be you claiming as the owner or the borrower can claim. So there's no no situation where the the owner of the gachi is like not releasing funds to the borrower. It's totally permissionless. And yeah, the per the percentages will never change for that lending. That opens up a scenario where basically the 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 renter is in the middle of doing something with Alchemica. You know, once there's more utility to it, they're in the middle of doing something, and, and suddenly and suddenly the, the the owner claimed, and they're 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 back to to square one, right, with with their crafting or whatever. Well, so crafting. There's like a couple different use cases we have here. So um, there's the Alchemica. We, we're, I'm internally we're calling it the loot pocket or the bag, and so that the loot pocket or the the loot bag is the Alchemica or whatever potions, ghost that your gachi has picked up within the game, and those are not on the blockchain yet. Those are just in game. Those are our fancy. Web2, Redis, and Kubernetes infrastructure. And so what happens when you go to the Vortex, uh, we're basically checking that you have, your Gachi has indeed picked up all those resources in the game and uh, there was no exploit found or anything. And at that point, we're transferring them from uh, our kind of our hot wallet into your uh, into either your wallet or into the gachi pocket if that gachi is under rental. So our smart contract is checking 
uh, is this gachi owned by its owner right now or is it under a rental and if it's under a rental then all the alchemica uh, will be going into the gachi pocket so the crafting at that point you might have some alchemica in your gachi pocket but you the borrower the owner of that gachi at that point cannot do anything with that alchemica it's just sitting in the pocket you in order to actually craft you need to have the alchemica in your in your wallet in your in, in like in your address and not in the gachi pocket so you want the gachi the play the person playing the gachi doesn't have to worry about like their balance getting rugged because you can't actually do anything with with that gachi with that alchemica in the gachi pocket anyway uh we, we are going to have an interesting uh a, a later mechanic that'll be introduced once glitter exists and glitter is actually going to go the the other way you're also going to be able to deposit glitter into the game because glitter will be used for quite a few uh in-game activities as we've been kind of talking about with the, the leaderboard and spending glitter in game and uh, we'll, we can get into more of that uh, after the launch but uh, it'll be going the other way and that glitter token will not be linked to the gachi it'll actually be linked to your address so when you deposit the the glitter it'll be linked to your your personal wallet address which will uh prevent it from being dropped if the gachi dies in the game so even if the gachi dies and it and it drops everything in its loot bag your glitter token will will not drop it'll it'll stay with uh, your wallet address Nice. Yeah, it's quite a complicated system here. I mean, there's a lot of bags and pockets and, and wallets and stuff, but hopefully we're going to try and make it as, as simple for people as we can. Uh, but there is, it is quite difficult mixing Web 2 and Web 3 together, but we're trying to do it as elegant, elegantly as we can. You know, another thing I could mention um, from my perspective is I'm I'm starting to 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 be approached by, you know, uh, very serious, very organized, um, you know, other guilds and and, and player groups, etc. And and you know, so basically anybody who's kind of confined to this uh, Avegachi uh, ecosystem. You know, just uh, it, it could it could help to educate yourself a little bit with 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 the P2E um, structures and vibes that are going on out there. Because on my end, I'm, you know, they can be very technical. It feels very business like, you know, like uh, talking about uh, the, the active play time of the players. What's the expected this? What's the expected that? Uh, very serious about the percentages. So, so so you know it. Um, I don't know. We could have some resources to to help the community out in that regard, because you know we're we're all very friendly. We do friendly OTC deals mm -hmm. or whatever. But but I'm I'm seeing that we're gonna have an influx. I mean, it, it happened kind of the other night. There was uh, somebody that heard about Mustachos uh, through the Telegram. Then they were then they were in here, you know, having a language barrier, asking for help. And they were telling him, to, telling him, talk to Phantasma. And they're like, no, 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 I'm here about another guild. Then it turns out, that matter of fact, he was looking for us anyway. Um, but then, you know, he, the, the, the materials that they expect, uh, as far as guides, 
you, you know, they, they expect a very concise list of, okay, he go here, click here, you know, in all languages. And uh, I think, um, I don't know if it's through the ambassadors program or what, but, but there's definitely a lot of more like preparedness to, 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 to deal with these players and, and guilds and factions um, as, as they're gonna, going to flood us uh, mm -hmm. w with all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's great to have. Uh, we want to have these serious play-to-earn guilds. Uh, at the same time, they're they're probably they they have the most risk of just being like purely extractive and not really wanting to actually get deep in the game. So we got to also. I, I agree. We should try to educate them as as much as we can and try to get them to invest more into the game rather than just saying, "Okay, I'm, you know, how many gotchis can I rent for free with my players." Like that's that should be like the the low the low barrier to entry, but um, ultimately we want them to to be active uh, members in the community and actually you know participate in in the game and the DAO and ownership of the game. So if they're just saying like how many gotchis can I can I get for uh, my my thousand players, um, like yeah, it's cool, but there's 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 no shortage of of those type of uh, uh, guilds as well. We want we want to get the the quality guilds that really are uh, like want to take the time to learn about the ecosystem and and contribute to it. Wow, I mean this is this is in my opinion something huge you you just said um, because I mean uh, basically some people have argued like you know this or that is going to happen with the game because they're pre pretty much projecting or forecasting that Avigachi is going to adapt to these other play to earn um, ecosystems or, or, or like the, the play to earn meta that, that is out there. And what you're basically saying is, is no, what we want, as we get flooded with, with all these people, what we want is to build on what we already have going on here. We don't want to cave mm -hmm. into what they expect. We want to say no, you know, join the next weekly hangout, uh, mm -hmm. you, uh, read this, uh, do, do the next stress test. You know, so 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 that's pretty cool. You're basically setting yeah. an expectation that we're gonna build into what we know and, and what exists, versus caving into whatever the the P2E economy wouldn't or, or might be expecting of us. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, we have way different tokenomics from the majority of the P2E games out there, which are like a lot of them are breeding based, right? And so they need this constant stream of of like new players coming in uh, and they need as many players as they can. But the more players they get, the the faster their assets actually go down in value. And so we are, we on the other hand, we have uh, like uh, supply by consensus where it's up to the DAO and how many Avogachis we have, which, which really limits the number of active players we can have, but it's also gonna prevent this like tidal wave that you've seen in, in a lot of the other P2E games where they just get in this like this circle of uh, destruction where there's there's more more players coming in and there's like more of the token being used which is generating more NFTs and uh, uh, like it's it's definitely a different model and so we do want we want quality we want quality guilds quality players who really want to take the time to understand the ecosystem and uh, that's why I think the guild channeling is a, is a really interesting mechanic because if we can get it to a point where the guilds actually are incentivized to create 
public goods like within the game then that would be that would be a really like neat way to uh to kind of handle this problem of extraction like literally if we can get them to want to spill want to spend their glitter within the game and want to earn the alchemica not to sell it but to uh lp with it and grow their lp positions in in the gax then then you're getting into this like kind of virtuous cycle where they want to lp they want to earn glitter because so they can spend it so they can get more alchemical so they can uh continue making like a bigger lp position we're trying to go the other way but it it, it definitely takes everyone uh being cautious not to let too many sharks into the ecosystem too early because they they're gonna start circling for sure they're they're gonna smell oh there's like there's easy money to get like let's how can i extract value from this from this community so we need need to be uh cautious and wary while also being friendly and open you know to to guilds we don't want to we don't want to shut them out but we want to make sure that their their um, motives are are good aligned with us right i mean because basically the the, the argument or, or or the way people uh have have perceived this is basically we're going to go into this uh mass uh, economy so that's why people have been trading around mostly the the gotchi floor you know whispers of you know rarity farming is going to end so brs might be overvalued these wearables might be overvalued and and and, and you, you know uh, for me personally the hope is that no we continue building on, on all these mechanics because yeah. they, it, it, it feels like a, a, a basically for for real enduring um like life-changing games right like world of warcraft is the main one everybody every, every everybody knows the one thing they've been missing is is what abegochi has right like the blockchain the trustless mm -hmm. um so so it's, it's definitely for me it's, it's definitely very encouraging to hear that that you you, you want to build on on what you, you want to expand on what we've built here instead of you know, realm launches and everything's gonna change. So forget about the high end. Forget about the the the, the rarity stuff. Forget about trades. It's all about uh, floor gotcha. I, you, you know, some people have perceived it that way. So so that that that's really good to hear um, coming from you. And and I I guess that was a the, I'll leave that as my final comment. And as always, uh, thank you so much, Dan, for yeah, fielding all our questions. Yeah, like we want. Someone said earlier, like put the the best the best value in the, like make it hard to get there, like uh eventually once we get to having dungeons and things, yeah you'll you're gonna need a pretty a pretty good gachi if you want to go and you want to slay like a powerful liquidator you're gonna probably need a good gachi and it won't be a probably won't be a floor level one floor gachi, it's gonna be a a level forty eight uh like super tanky tanky gachi or like very powerful one with probably with some good wearables on it so the idea is to build out gameplay that reinforces all the metas that we have been building on uh while also making it not overly pay to win and that's that's kind of the tension there no i mean this season for instance has been uh really um encouraging for for for, for the kinship wars you know uh, yeah. is, is definitely starting to, to be noticeable, like, wow, you know, petting this little gotchi, uh, you know, I, I have some gotchis that are, uh, low BRS, so I've never dressed them out and they're outdoing 
you know, some BRS performance and, you know, and it's like, wow, betting really goes a long way. So, so, so yeah, it, it's definitely cool also to see how now you guys have uh, engineered a sustainable way where uh, higher and higher kinship will give you, you know, always a little bit extra more in the channeling. So, so, you know, also uh, awesome job there. Uh, my, my, my applause and um, I'll have to sign out, but again, thanks Dan and, and have a good weekend, everybody. Yep. Thanks. thanks. Yep. Thanks. Have a good weekend. I saw, uh, I'll probably sign off, sign off too here as well. So one final thought here that, uh, I mean, obviously we can, we can, uh, say as much as we want, but we'll, the real rubber will hit the road when these tokens launch. And I think we're starting off, uh, we're going to have a strong start with, uh, with the golden altar and the golden tiles. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think we will, it's going to be interesting to, to, to move, not only having wearables that are BRS and like uh, utility related, but also really trying to make that transition from uh, utility to no utility to kind of this idea of prestige within the Gachiverse. And if, if we can, if we can make that transition, then it, it will be, I think it'll be very, very good for the economy. Cause if you can get players to really want to spend Alchemica on cool stuff, that doesn't really have any other utility. I think this is where pretty much every NFT like play to earn game that I've seen has has really been weak in there. They haven't been able to, haven't been able to convince the player base and the, just the the game economy in general that like Veblen goods, these goods that are they get more expensive, uh, they're more coveted as they get more expensive are worth investing in, and so. Uh, we would love to if we can if we can get to that model um it'll be really great for for the economy oh, did i just leak some alpha there <laughs> the golden tiles yeah, we, will, uh, <laughs> we will definitely be putting out more information we just the golden altar had so much in that blog post already that we didn't even get to the tiles but uh the tiles are beautiful <laughs> if you guys haven't seen uh let's see do we have the altar yet oh we do we have the uh, Zbot made this this nice new emoji for the chat here. Le Golden Alta. Here, this the Golden Alta. This one is for the you non uh, Nitro friends, but the the first one is for uh, the Nitro. So you can uh, show those around. They're really really nice. Le Golden Alta. Awesome. That thing is beautiful. It's it's so cool. Yeah. Man, so exciting. This is going to be a great week. Great week. <laughs> well, cool, guys. Uh, I'm going to get off as well. Hope everyone has a, a great Saturday. And uh, see you on uh, on Monday for Gachi Lending. Awesome. Sounds great. Oh, man. That sucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss a couple of these calls this week. But after that, I'm out of my day job. So I'll be here for all of them. <laughs> all right. All right, have a good weekend. Yeah, see ya.